Hey guys, welcome to Christian Influencer Inspired Podcast, a podcast about lifestyle influence with Zona Garrett and Mr. and Mrs. Mindy Hansen. Hey everybody, I'm Mindy Hansen. I'm a homeschooling mom to three wonderful children. I'm going back to school to become a registered nurse. I love being creative in all areas of life, experimenting with flavors in my gluten and dairy-free kitchen and being crunchy. And I'm Zona Garrett. I'm a personal and professional coach with ChristianInfluencerInspired.com, who along with my team has helped hundreds of individuals and entrepreneurs live and work in alignment with their God-given areas of influence. I'm the co-founder of the anti-trafficking nonprofit BringFreedom.org, a veteran podcaster and speaker heard on the Persons with Lived Experience podcast and in conferences near you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We are going to be talking about our first well-balanced reader review, uh, Breaking Intimidation by John Bevere. I enjoyed this one. Uh, So many of us battle intimidation, and we feel the effects through depression, confusion, or lack of faith, yet we don't understand the root or know the root cause. So Bevere guides readers to see the roots of intimidation and understands why it is hard for us to say no, why the fear of confrontation, and why we avoid conflict. Um, also, the, that we focus on pleasing others. So we can learn to identify intimidation and know how to break its hold. Uh, Bevere advises that we walk in our God-given authority Otherwise, someone will take it from us and use it against us. This this is why it is important that we can see the intimidation, understand what it is, and mm-hmm. then be able to, you know, either confront it or break it off of us. Yeah. Well, and I mean, personally, I have kind of a funny God story about it. Um, I had breaking intimidation on the list for the well-balanced reader because it was suggested to me by another believer. They were like, I read that book. It was really impactful. Um, Mm -hmm. highly recommend having it on the list. So I put it on the list because I had taken a consensus of people that I knew and trusted and was like, all right, I want to, you know, do this challenge. This is my goal. Um, and I will put these books on a list. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I, the, I think the only John Bevere book I ever read was like. The only other John Bevere book I read is Bait of Satan. Yeah. Never read that one. Yeah. Um, I've mostly read his wife's stuff. I've not read John Bevere stuff. So I go through and I'm like listening to Holy Spirit, getting these teachings ready. And, you know, I already told you that we'd had multiple people that were like, I think it's time to read, you know, uh, breaking intimidation in my head. I'm like, well, I'm I'm not an intimidated person, so (laughs) I don't really need to read this. (laughs) There's your first clue. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's your first clue right there. And um, I was like, all right, well, I'll read it for everyone else. Really? Really? Yeah. No. Uh, so anywho, 
I go through and I'm like listening to Holy Spirit. I'm like, all right, Lord, what do you want me to teach on? And I, I teach about, you know, being seated with Christ to be able to flow in the spirit and having full access to things in the kingdom because we're seated with Christ. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of those things And I'm reading through. Finally, I start reading through breaking intimidation at the last possible minute. Yeah. To get through for this. And uh, I'm like, huh, I just taught on that two weeks ago. <laughs> Interesting. You know, you keep going and it's like, oh, I just taught on that two weeks ago or a week ago or something. And I was like, okay, okay. I see what you did there, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> right? <laughs> So if you look at the if if you want if you listen to the episodes in order, you would totally think that that was like a well thought out plan of like I knew all of the contents and it was just tied together beautifully. That is absolutely not what happened. It was not a Zona thing at all. No, it was Holy Spirit planning all of these things to work together. <laughs> right, he's so sneaky. And that's the best part because it's like, wow, that that's really cool, Lord. I that is amazing how you do that. Cause he did it last month too. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, and he kind of did the same thing with the, you know, even like reading the keep your love on book. Yeah. Yes. You know, so it's like, and if there's any doubt in your mind that the Lord has a plan and a purpose for you, and you're listening to this podcast, just assume. The Lord has a plan and a purpose for you yes. because like, he's tying these things together. The questions we're getting from people, you know, the book topics that we're reading, you know, we're reading these things for the first time too, for the yeah. most part. There's a couple of the books that I've already read, um, but they just flow together beautifully how the Lord has kind of placed them on our hearts or. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I know it really has. <laughs> it's it's funny, but um, <laughs> we can uh, we can get into the book if you want. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, I enjoyed the book. I mm-hmm. I found it was a fairly easy read. It wasn't difficult by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the chapters are, you know. 10 maybe 10 pages at most if that you know really quick chapters but the stuff is very deep and um i i really like his antidotes like he had a lot of antidotes right and i know that a lot of them were more church related Mm -hmm. um ministry related uh but he did have a few personal ones and even though they were uh, his antidotes were ministry related, though they still really come down to individual people, right? And mm-hmm. uh, individuals still, you know, we really struggle with intimidation. I, I know mm-hmm. I struggle with intimidation. I did this book as part of a study group that I did, a life study group for young adults. And it's been like 10 plus years since I read it. So it was really nice to have that refreshing. And to mm-hmm. kind of be like, see where that intimidation in my life was. I was like, oh, I must have forgot because there was a lot of intimidation. Um, and mm-hmm. I think I've, you know, been able to deal with some of it. But it, it was like, oh, I guess that was intimidation. I didn't really realize that. I probably should have mm-hmm. realized that, right? 
So. Yeah. But I think too, like when you're in different stages of your life, I mean, you have a different person, personal relationship with the Lord now mm-hmm. than you did at that time. Right. And a little bit different perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we need those refreshers. Yeah. Like that's, that's part of why we're reading this stuff, right? So we're, you know, right. we're assuming that these teaching books, like the, you know, keep your love on and breaking intimidation and uninvited and and some of those that we're reading, they're they're really based off of the revelations that an author has gotten from the Lord. Yeah. And it was funny to me as I was listening to some of the breaking intimidation stuff. I also was like listening to some of the teachings. Okay. From the Breaking Intimidation course, which you can get on Messenger yep. International, like they sell that still or whatever. Um, and Lisa Bisvier was talking about how like the Lord kept prompting her heart. And he's like, I want two that have one heart. And she's mm-hmm. like, I refuse to be a speaker. And, you know, John would be like, hey, could you get up and talk to the girls in the youth group? And she'd be like, they are not paying me to be a speaker. I am not a speaker. I am not a plus one. I will not speak in front of anybody else. Yeah. And, you know, she she's like, my only job is to be a good wife and to make babies. That's yes. it. Yeah. You know, so now you like think of it from that perspective where she came from to where she is, you know, and she's she's on a daily podcast and she has these mm-hmm. huge speaking events that she does. And she's written all of these books and done all these amazing things. But in her heart of hearts, she's this shy little introverted woman that just right. wants to make home in her home. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, man, we can all identify with that. Right. Right. Oh, I, I did. I loved her story when I heard it the first time. <laughs> so uh, he was sharing in this episode about how um, she was his editor at first because he was writing these books without a publisher, without anybody. It's expectation of them actually being published. Yeah. <laughs> because God told him to write them. And uh, she's editing this book and she goes, I got to ask you, John, if I'm reading this book, does that mean I'm held accountable for what's in the book? <laughs> And he said, I think you already know the answer to that. And she was like, well, I don't think I want to be your editor anymore. (laughs) I feel that. I feel that. So um, I thought that was great. That was, yeah, I was like, that's, that's pretty clever. (laughs) Right. Um, Oh, man. you. You can access those yourself if you'd like to on their website, but we are not part of that process at all. Right. Um. But yeah, it was just a it was just a good time. I can identify with that quite a bit. So yeah, it's fun. It is. Um, yeah. We want to cut to sponsors before I actually go into some of my takeaways. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Are you looking for Christian books but have a small or no Christian bookstore near you? Grab our link in our link tree and support our sponsor of the show, christianbook.com. You won't regret it. Do you need a great local or online place to pick up the perfect Christian gifts, such as personalized books, journals, Bibles for littles, or maybe games for the family, or even calendars for back to school? As we get ready for back to school, 
and eventually Christmas, check out Books a Million on our link tree. I've been part of the Millionaires Club since 2021, and I always get complimented on my gift finds from Books a Million. Are you looking for a great place to get your loose leaf teas? Definitely check out Adagio's website. We have teas that are starting from just $3 sample packs. You can get in very cheaply, see what you like, how much you like it. But then they also do gift sets from anime Doctor Who. Uh, they even have tea blends that are specifically for winter, for um, herbal so they're all decaf. We have ones that are health related. Anyways, they are one of the best tea blends that we have found on the internet. And there are lots of fun to look through their website. So make sure you check them out over by clicking the link in the show notes or following us at christianinfluencerinspired.com forward slash What's that link? And their link will be right at the top. Thank you so much for supporting our sponsors. We couldn't do this without you or without them. Check out their links in the show notes, or you can always access it on our website, christianinfluencerinspired.com forward slash what's that link. Don't forget to subscribe and like the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and please share with a friend. In today's Lifestyle to Influence moment, We are equipping ourselves through reading so that we can overcome intimidation to live fully in our influence. Yay. (laughs) Yay is right. Um, So I think some of the takeaways that I had from breaking intimidation was more along the lines of um, realizing times where my voice got silenced or where things got shut down. Mm where I didn't address intimidation. Yeah. Um, that were maybe with leadership or maybe in ministry or in a church or whatever. And I really liked how he talked about the difference between, um, you know, David facing Goliath. Oh yeah. Versus um, I'm going to get his name wrong. When he ran from uh, Jezebel. Uh, Elijah? I think so. I never remember if it's Elijah or Elisha. Um, you know, but it's like he did all these really great things. And then he was like, oh, crap, they're going to kill me. And then he kind of ran away. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Right. And I, I think even so we're reading Job. Right. So Job is part of our scripture reading this month. And I have to tell you, honestly, I have not wrote, I have not read much of Job. And this is my own weirdness, right? We have, um, I've had many men that identify with Job in the middle part of Job where they're like, Mm -hmm. I did everything right. I haven't done anything wrong. And all this stuff happens to me anyway. There's no point, right? Yeah. And I'm like, but if you read the book of Job, that's not what it's about at all. Like it talks about how he was righteous and he was kind and he was, you know, like he followed the Lord. He was a man after God's own heart, just like David was. Mm -hmm. And then even in the midst of all of these things being taken away, like he still didn't blame God. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know that I would make that cut. Right. I'm just saying, like, let's be realistic here. 
I don't think I would either. (laughs) But he faced so much intimidation from his friends, from his wife, from all of these people that were just like, well, you just need to do blah, 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 which is pretty similar to what John talks about with, um, you know, speaking or Mm -hmm. having people that are like, oh, well, you shouldn't call people out or you shouldn't handle things that way or, you know, that really, you know what I mean? And then him being like, well, I don't really feel Holy Spirit here. I don't know what's going on, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's interesting to read Job along with the book Breaking Intimidation. That would be, yeah. I don't know that I would have put those two things together myself. Right. <laughs> but anyways, it's a uh, very good information to place together. And again, like you see, um, even like we read last month in, um, was it first Kings? We read first Kings and Proverbs and it's talking about King Solomon and how he was the wisest man. And he had all of this information and still like, you know, they were like, the Lord was like, don't marry wives with other cultures like that have, you know, these foreign gods and stuff like that. They're pagans and, and whatever. And he's like, but I love them. So he married him anyway. And he has all these wives and they're like, we don't understand why our whole, our whole country just got worser and worser and worser. Right. So you see in first Kings, like his Proverbs is a lot of like the wisdom that Solomon got from the Lord and stuff. So we're reading that and we're like, oh, this is, this is so great. You know, there's a, a chapter you can read every day and then you get into first Kings and he's, then they're like, these are all of them. Like he had the wealth and he built the temple and he had all these like, like musicians and people like they were as fruitful as they had ever been. Yeah. As a nation of the children of God, as fruitful as they've ever been. And yet he gets distracted by all these other things. He's seen the Lord. He's heard from the Lord. He's been counseled directly by wisdom. And he's like, well, but there's a pretty girl over there and she's real cute. Real cute. Why is it always a girl? (laughs) You know, so then like you see and he's like, and he went off and like gave his heart to other gods or like Mm practice these other religions sometimes or whatever. And then you see the list of kings and it's like, and this king killed that king and he was worse than the king before him. And then this king killed that king and he was worse than the king before him. And it's like, yeah, it's just like every step past that is just like and then worse and then worse and then worse and i'm like that is absolutely talking about that spiritual intimidation you know he had somebody that he loved and they're like but if you love us yeah you will let us be who we are Mm -hmm. you won't try to change us Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so then he gets swept away and all these other religious things and these other religious practices and the whole system goes down the tube Right? For multiple generations. We've got to learn this trend sometime. I'm like, there is definitely a trend here. (laughs) Well, that's why, you know, some of the things that we're dealing with in in society where there's this intimidation to, you know, not speak up and not to live in your identity and not to live in your gifts and not to live in your calling. It's like, you know, being a traditional wife is under siege right now. Yes, it is. 
trying to live in such a way that you are a godly man or a godly woman is under siege right now. Mm -hmm. So having the steps of breaking intimidation to see it for what it is, is so important because it's easy. It's easy to pick up the pride. Yes. It's easy to pick up the insecurity. It's easy to let those things silence your voice, um, to shut up the Holy spirit flowing through you. And that's exactly what we want with this lifestyle influences. We want to be people that have a voice Mm -hmm. that are standing in their gifts and in their calling. And they're sharing those things and directing people to Jesus wherever their level of influence is, whether that's in the home or whether that means you're the next Bill Gates. I don't know. Right. (laughs) Um, And I think that's, that's the piece where it's like, I'm not telling you that you have to be a superstar. Right. But you can face intimidation in your own home or with your own family, just the same as you can in ministry, in education, in business, in government, in, you know, in the workplace, like anywhere, like all those things. (laughs) Yep. Anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. So intimidation doesn't care if you're called or not. It's just trying to shut everybody up. Right. I, I thought it was interesting. Um, They talked about like having faith, right? And we know we just have to have like the faith, the size of a mustard seed is all it really takes. Mm -hmm. And how quickly we can lose that just, by being faced with intimidation and then we start questioning everything either what we're doing um what we have done um Mm -hmm. and and, you know i feel like sometimes it's normal for us when someone questions us and then we start questioning ourselves i feel like that's kind of a go-to and i know i struggle with that so like that one kind of hit me hard because it was like oh like that I'm just like completely shutting myself down at that point. And, and when I do it, that's not how I really feel. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't really feel like you're shutting yourself down. You're just asking questions and questions mm-hmm. aren't always bad. Mm-hmm. It's just some of the questions are more harmful and really, really like cancel out those gifts. And so it's just like, Oh, like I didn't really realize that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like I've, I've had to lay down needing to understand why things have happened. Yeah. And I, I kind of hit this point where I'm like, either I trust the Lord to be who he is or I don't. And if that's the case, then I won't question always the why something happened. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't still want to know I would like to know right but I think sometimes that's where you get in those loops of questions that we can't know on this side of heaven and we almost start to blame God for those things and when we start blaming God for those things we're distancing our heart Mm -hmm. from you know what he's doing we start being an accuser of God. It's um, 
it's a slippery slope from there into whole unbelief. Yeah. And it's uh, pride that says, I deserve to know. And if I can't know, then I won't trust. Right. I won't submit. I won't participate in relationship with the Lord. And um, that essentially means you're putting yourself and your um, belief Mm -hmm. that you are owed something, that entitlement of knowledge or that entitlement of access. uh, You're putting that above your relationship with the Lord. It creates it as an idol. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel sometimes some of that too is like self doubt. Because when mm-hmm. you start asking some of those things, um, you you start to kind of doubt yourself and doubt your authority in that, right? You you doubt your place. And if you're really supposed to be here, if you have something that people want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, things like that too. And I do get that. But I also know mm-hmm. like insecurity is the quiet side of pride. Yes. Arrogance is the loud side of pride. And at the center of both of those things, it's you putting yourself in the center of your life instead of God. Mm-hmm. And that's really a scary place to be. I, I have full teachings on this that are supposed to be coming on the website soon. Um, but we don't like, we tend to look at somebody who is like a little bit insecure, unsure of themselves. We're like, wow. They're so meek and humble. And it's like, but if the fruit of that humility doesn't direct you back to, you know, praising the Lord and it directs you to them personally, that is pride. You know, so when you Mm -hmm. think of that, it can be just as much intimidation when you are holding somebody hostage with your own insecurity where you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I need you to make me feel like I'm, I belong here. I need you to make me feel like I am important to you. I need you to make me feel, you know what I mean? Like that is intimidation to someone else. You're putting your own emotional, mental well-being and belonging on somebody who is completely outside of you and is not God. Yeah. And we don't realize how treacherous that is, but it's like, I'm sorry, I'm I'm a human. I'm right. I am one human. I'm not your creator. Yeah. I'm not made to be the person that makes you okay as a person. That's literally not anyone else's calling. Yeah. Even as a parent, it is your job to make sure that your kids have like the things that they need. But you are not God in their life. They are still accountable to the Lord for how they handle their emotions, how Mm -hmm. they are going to choose to develop their character or not develop their character. They're still, you know, they still have to participate with the Lord in developing their gifts, uh, walking in their identity, all of those things. So you can Mm -hmm. give them food and shelter and clothes and, you know, you can teach them the ways of the Lord. You can get them to church. You can give them all of the opportunities, but they have to participate with God personally. Yeah. And, and that is on them. Like you can't make them be a good Christian. You can try to modify behavior. Yep. 
you can punish all that, but guess what? You can't see into their heart, right? It's the same thing with your spouse. You can be like, oh, I want this yep. godly spouse. I want my spouse to be this person. But really, all you can look at is the fruit that's on the external part of their life. Mm-hmm. You can't see their heart. You can't see their thoughts. You can't see the places that only God can see you. Right. Those are those things we talked about that's in that boundaries level of like, there's just yeah. you and Jesus in there. Yep. <laughs> that boundary level, you are absolutely only accountable to the Lord in that space, does that flow into every other circle? Absolutely. Yes, it does. But when somebody, even your spouse is trying to pull you into that inner circle, that's only for you and Jesus, you know, that is a level of intimidation because you are not called, nor are you equipped to handle another person's life at that level. That is beyond you. You are not God. Well, yeah, I mean, at that point, you're becoming an idol to your spouse, right? Yes. And we, yeah, we're, and we're definitely not good idols because we are human and we are bound to make a mistake sooner rather than later. Yes. And it's different when you when you unintentionally do that and then you're like, right. oh, I probably shouldn't do that, actually. I need to figure out how to not do that, you know, Yeah. versus... No, no, it's your job to make me okay. And that can be expecting your spouse to regulate your emotions. Mm -hmm. That could be expecting your spouse to take care of all of your needs and having no responsibility for yourself at all. Mm -hmm. Um, That can be, and I'm not talking financially, guys. I'm talking mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You know, if you have to babysit a spouse to make sure they have... I don't know, clean clothes, food to eat, a clean house. Yeah. You know what I mean? They should have some autonomy in there where they are, you know, in charge of their own well-being. It should never be fully on the other person. And that's the same way with parents. Sometimes you'll see that in uh, parentified relationships where um, a parent who needs somebody becomes codependent on a child and then they expect their child to manage their emotions. Yeah. That's why it's so dangerous when you say to your kids, you make me crazy or you make me mad. You're communicating to them that it is their job as a child to manage the adult and other people in their lives emotions for them instead of saying it's my responsibility to manage my emotions and it's your responsibility to manage your emotions and we're going to take care of each other while we do that by managing ourselves yes but that doesn't mean your kids don't need help regulating or it doesn't mean you shouldn't co-regulate with your children. It doesn't mean that as a parent, you can't step away to regulate your own emotions. You should do that, please. Right. For the love of Jesus, please do that. But, you know, we say things like that all the time that we don't realize are being internalized by these little tiny brains that are so impressionable. Yeah. What we say and what we do and what we think. And it's like, realistically they can't make you crazy you mismanaging yourself can make you absolutely crazy 
Yeah, that's when we need to like be like, okay, I need a time out here. <laughs> I'm going to lock myself in this room for five minutes. <laughs> yes. And we have an episode coming up that you guys can uh, actually look at for co-regulation or for regulating yourself, where we talk about um, coping skills you can do in a minute or less. Yes. <laughs> uh, one of them I really like in there, um, it, you had mentioned like a Wiggles party, getting all the Wiggles out. The sillies out, yeah. There you go. You can do that with the sads. You can do that with the angries. You can dance those things out. Like, you know, we see in these, like, musicals or whatever, where they do these, like, angry dance battles, and they're, like, fierce. And I'm like, but that is a good way to regulate your emotions. Yeah, it is. Is it also hilarious? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) But, um... Anyways, so be looking for that episode. It will be coming out this week. Let us know what you think. (laughs) Um, Because I don't think any of us have ever thought about dancing to break intimidation. Right. Yeah, I definitely haven't. All right. All right. I will get off my soapbox now. So (laughs) you're good. So actually, tomorrow's episode is where we will be talking about the coping skills that can be done in a minute or less. So, Oh, that's good timing. Yes. (laughs) It's perfect. We couldn't have planned it better ourselves, right? No. And guys, this stuff is not perfectly planned by us. It is so cool that the Lord would participate with us in kind of tying these things together. He's a much better planner than I am. Absolutely. (laughs) It's like he knows what he's doing. Yes. Yes, he does. (laughs) All right, guys. We will see you on the next one where we are talking about coping skills. We can do in a minute or less. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.